0: I am just doing just fine. Thank you. I don't know about yourself. Happy New Year
1: to you. Happy New Year as well. You had a good Christmas and New Year?
0: Uh, Things considered, yeah, kind of quiet, you know, but uh, that's what happens when you get up there in the years.
1: Yes, I know. It's
0: Slow uh, down a little bit, whether you want uh, them to or not.
1: Well, trouble drives by my place, but it doesn't stop anymore, Bruce. (laughs) So let's talk about this Edmonton Oilers team. And I don't know where to start because I, let's start here because I talked about it at the beginning of the show. Uh, no matter what we, how we frame issues, what angle we take, Connor McDavid's impact on this team where he plays less than 17 minutes and scores five points, it is integral in all of the goals and, and it is just at a different level. Sometimes it's easy to go past that to another story, but my God, Bruce, what a hockey player.
0: Yeah, yeah. Last night was one of those nights where the things that he was doing, was, you know, he was setting guys up, which he often does. But they were finishing the plays, and uh, or you know what, you're looking at a score sheet where he's got a, a fantastic goal that he scored himself, and then four primaries, the beautiful passes, all of them, Uh all different, Uh and basically all of them just sort of left the the goal scorer, with the job of putting the puck in the net, but the but most of the job was already done by the time he got the puck because uh, McDavid was just on another level last night entirely. It was uh, just a phenomenal display.
1: Your your math banking background lends itself to this, but I know you were on the five-point games two in a row mm-hmm. early mm-hmm. and often. Uh, and and mm-hmm. maybe you can give us – I know you've done it online on Twitter, but maybe give us a, an historical perspective about McDavid, the Oilers overall – uh, and how unique the last two days were, or the last yeah, two games well, were.
0: Two in a row is is uh, pretty unusual. I remember a few games where you had two guys in the same game do it. Uh, typically, Gretzky and Curry, but uh, uh, this in consecutive games and completely distinct. I mean, one, one thing that's happened here in these last two games is that in um, Anaheim, the three stars were all members of one Oilers line that combined for ten points. And then the next game at home against Philly, the three stars were all members of a different Oilers line that combined for 11 points. So they're kind of one-upping one another here, and I love it. Uh, reminds me of the days of the top six of uh, Gretzky, Curry, Teekin, and Messier, Anderson, Simpson, you know, where if one line doesn't kill you, the other one will. And uh, that's where they're at right now. Anyway, uh Hogle and McDavid now have uh, have elevated the Oilers to a new milestone of of a a weird sort, uh, which is that they now have had 155 plus point games in Edmonton Oilers history, and they are the first team in, in National Hockey League to reach that milestone. They were already number one, but now they've achieved a new milestone. 150 times an Edmonton oiler has produced five points in a game and that's better than any other team even the ones that date back to 1917 like montreal canadians and all those cups that they got they have 133 and they're second on the list and the oilers uh are you know comfortably in front of them now despite you know starting 62 years later uh and uh so I went I went through the lists on uh, NHL.com and you know you once you, you, you have to set the parameters. Uh, of the 150 Oilers times an Oiler uh, produced the five points, more than half of them, 79 of the 150, were by one guy, Wayne Gretzky, who stands alone head and shoulders in, in, above the crowd in many many NHL records. Uh, he had 96 such games in his career, but 79 of them came just in the nine games that he, was, or nine years he was in Edmonton, including one year, '83-'84, where he did it 15 times. Uh, and of all the other Oilers on the list, second on the entire list is Yari Curry, who did it 14 times. But Wayne did had more of those games in one year than he, even you know top Oilers have done. And then tied for third on that list. Uh, are two guys that are, well, one that straddles back into the past when he actually did it, Paul Coffey, uh, ten times. And, of course, he's now on the current team. And Conor McDavid has now joined him at double figures ten different times in his career that uh, he's produced five-plus points in the game. And, of course, that took him nine years. Well, we'll say the same nine years that it took Kretzky to get to this incredible 79 figure that uh, that he uh, accomplished so uh, Gretzky certainly stands alone Mary Lemieux had 51 uh, and of course he played all of his career in one place Pittsburgh uh, whereas Wayne moved around after uh, you know leaving Edmonton partway halfway through his, his career uh, but we got the best half of it and there's no uh, there's no debating that and even your Bruins, you know, uh, uh, all their long story history dating back to the 20s, uh, they had 122. That's the third place team. I'm sorry, they had 119. Pittsburgh with Lemieux, Yeager, uh, Sid, and the boys, they had 122. So you know, Edmonton's just sort of comfortably above anybody. So those like you and me that have lived here for all these years, we've, what we've been seeing is not normal. And this is now a second different generation of not normal.
1: It's, you know, I think sometimes that, that, um, you know, if you're a Calgary Flames fan, <clears oh. <clears <throat> for instance, it, it must sense. be, it must be <laughs> galling, you know, and I'm not trying to mock Calgary Flames fan. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I, I'm an Eagles fan and I, I am so sick of the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl and they haven't won the Super Bowl in a, a bunch of years. Doesn't <laughs> matter. My brain is still. Acclimated to the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl, if you're a Flames fan, this is tough.
0: Yeah, yeah. When you get you know a second generation of it, I mean, uh, people who hate Pittsburgh Penguins would have the same kind of yes uh, thing going on where you know they they had they were overloaded with superstars for one entire generation, and then they won the Crosby draft. You know, they got Malkin at the same time, and all of a sudden here they are again with you know some transcendent players on their team and. Edmonton is is quite similar to Pittsburgh in that respect. In that they got, uh, you know, they got two two really top level players in consecutive years in the draft, and those guys are now you know at at the top of their powers, and it is wonderful to watch.
1: What, Bruce McCurdy, our guest, cult of hockey at the Edmonton Journal, on the lowdown with Low Tide on Sports fourteen forty. Wanted to ask you about the the appearance of a, a morphing needs list. Uh the orders I think before the break we were looking at a goaltender uh to play with Skinner and maybe a you know a stronger option than Skinner uh and a right-handed defenseman to replace Cody Ceci uh and then and then a a, a two-way winger probably for the third line but could jump off if necessary Ryan McLeod moving to the to the uh second line uh with Warren Fogle and and between Leon Draisaitl plus Skinner's emergence, and quite frankly, Calvin Pickard has played well as well. And then mm-hmm. the, the Ekholm-Bouchard pairing, really, I'm, I'm reading Puck IQ, and I think that they are the, the de facto number one pairing. They played tough minutes uh, with, with the McDavid line. That would be, to me, the number one pairing. Is, is in your opinion, this team, maybe their needs list is changing in real time, and would that mean that it was wise and to, to wait and not make a move earlier And allow players like Skinner and Ryan McLeod and others, uh, Bouchard, to to maybe find their game.
0: Yeah. uh, You make this case, I I think, for more than one year at the beginning of the year. Hold your, what's your expression exactly? Hold your fire anyway. Keep keep your powder dry. Keep your powder dry. That's the one. That's the one. And and, uh, until you really know what you need, because you can't go all in like four different trades over the course of the season. Once you commit to one, uh then there's not a lot that's left to be done. Last year they waited until the deadline to to uh come up with a really big deal that delivered uh Matias here. And that one move, I mean, it still resonates with the team today. It turned what had been basically a a, a tough minute super pairing of uh Nurse and Cece that were taking on almost all of the heavier minutes and and they were running what amounted to two third pairings underneath them in terms of their their deployment. And now all of a sudden they have a true top four, and the third pairing is distinct. You know who the third pairing is. It's not three guys, it's two guys, and it's the same two guys game after game in uh, Kulak and Deharnais, and they're very good as the third pairing. Uh, But the Oilers have a true top four, and I think that's one move that's really changed the face of the team provided a perfect partner for bouchard uh it opened the door for bouchard to take over the power play as well so he really benefited from it on the other hand broberg kind of got the short end of that stick but um uh they now have i mean think of it from evan bouchard's perspective he now plays in a regular five-man unit with this guy sort of hand-picked to be the perfect partner for him he plays with the best player in the world as a center, and the two best wingers on the team. That's the unit. Not bad. And so they're killing it. Like, they're putting up, like, 70% kind of numbers you just don't see. Uh, Typically, like, 60% is fantastic in hockey. And when you see numbers like 70, you sort of go, what's going on here? Uh, But uh, uh, that unit's been doing uh, uh, delivering the goods. And then the other pairing of... uh, Nurse and Cece, who uh, many people are not a fan of Cece. I've got more time for uh, Cody (laughs) Cece than a lot of people do because, you know, I I don't think he gets the same kind of benefit in terms of deployment. He he sees a lot of tough competition, and he doesn't play with all of the other best uh, Oilers. He plays with good players, but uh, uh, he and Nurse have a different function. And they do play big minutes. And if you look at the four of them, I mean, you could throw a blanket over all of them for minutes. And it's, you know, they're 22, 21, 20, 19, I think was the last time I looked. And and it was, uh, you know, the differences were tiny increments in special teams where Bouchard plays uh, big minutes on the power play. And the other three guys all play on the penalty kill and a little bit nurse neck home play on the second power play. And they're little ahead because of that but it's really you know that's the four guys around which the defense is built so to get back to your question the list changes if you think suddenly hey ryan uh a, a okay three c but he's a great 2l uh so what maybe what we don't need anymore is a trade for a top six winger but now we've got this big hole at three C, so we've got to fix that so you know that that would be certainly a consideration they want to fine-tune exactly what they're doing with that guy before they're trying to fill another hole. And I think that's uh, that's a uh, uh, something to watch for in the weeks ahead, and it's a reason why you don't want to make a trade now. You want to wait until uh, a lot closer to the deadline.
1: Bruce McCurdy, our guest, Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal. You're talking about you know the pairings and who they play with. Uh, Puck IQ has Darnell Nurse right now at 207 minutes versus elites and Matthias Eckholm 197 Eckholm played a, a less one less game so they're about equal but yep. if you if you look at McDavid uh with Eckholm Hyman they played over 315 minutes together uh Eckholm right. 315 Bouchard 344 uh Nurse 131 with McDavid CC 118 so my question to you 40%. right so my question to you is is and it was understanding the previous years. It was Nurse getting the push from the McDavid line. Is Nurse CC playing tougher minutes without McDavid, or are Ekholm Bouchard playing tough minutes with McDavid? It, we don't have the Wowie numbers from Puck IQ yet, but right. if we if we use logic and reason, it seems to me that Nurse CC are being uh, cast in a, in a more difficult spot right now uh, that maybe the the you know hasn't been there. And you will remember Nurse CC played kind of a a super role, a super one-two pairing role. When Woodcroft came in the first year, I think that's a nuance that maybe people aren't picking up yet, Bruce.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I mean, there's, at the time that um, that he and Manson came in, and that was their solution to Well, we've got, you know, we got uh, deep pairings where we got Tyson Berry and we got uh, Evan Bouchard, uh, and we have. uh, uh, uh sort of two offensive guys that are a little, little uh, less strong on the defensive side of it. Let's maximize them by getting them out in the offensive situations. And the way to do that is to load up Cody Cece as uh, you know the true defensive, uh, <clears throat> right defenseman that they had available. And they were, run- I mean, it was ridiculous. They were over 50% of yeah. their time at one point. That was uh, 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 against the uh, opponents a very very novel and interesting solution that uh, uh, that uh, Woodcroft and Manson I uh, came up with, and it worked in in that scenario. But the better solution was let's get a true top four, and let's let you know Bouchard is maturing as a defensive player all the while as well. Of course, he's a much stronger defensively now than he was say two years ago. Mm-hmm. And with Ekholm out there, I mean that that is a uh, uh, frighteningly good and efficient pairing,
1: Bruce. Um, I look at the schedule in January, and there, it's not a heavy schedule, and it's a little less intimidating in terms of the opposition. I think I have them going seven three and one. I can't remember exactly what my prediction very was. Conservative. Well, you th- that's what my question was. I th- are, are, do you feel like in these eleven games they could go nine and two? Uh,
0: well, certainly possible. I mean, some people say they could run the table. I I don't buy that, but I I am pretty happy with in terms of them showing up to play in games. Like last night, I viewed last night as being a trap game, and I also viewed kind of Sunday's game, you know, 22 hours after that high intensity affair in L.A. I thought, well, how are they going to play? And it was sloppy, but it wasn't like like they just came out from the very first shifts. McDavid just came out and he took over the puck and the puck went into Anaheim's end and it stayed there for, you know, a minute. And, and uh, uh, they sort of, um, uh, was not one of these let's feel their way into the game for 10 or 20 minutes, which, I mean, that actually did happen in LA and they were able to overcome that. But, but a lot of games now, they seem to be just focused right from the beginning to, you know, let's take charge of this thing. Let's score the first goal and then let's get the second goal and, That's a pretty good formula for success.
1: Bruce McCurdy, Cult of Hockey at the Edmonton Journal. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it.